0: to the Chronicles of Critics. I'm your host, Caleb, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Connor and Andy. We are on a mission to find the best movie of all time. We will be reviewing and rating some of the world's most beloved movies on a scale of one to a hundred, based on the metrics of entertainment, education, and influence, to find out which is truly the best film of
1: all time. Anyway, like I was saying, shrimp is the fruit of the sea. You can barbecue it, boil it, broil it, bake it, saute it. There's uh, shrimp kebabs, shrimp creole, shrimp gumbo, pan fried, deep fried, stir
2: fried. There's pineapple shrimp, lemon shrimp, coconut shrimp, pepper shrimp, shrimp soup, shrimp stew, shrimp salad, shrimp
0: and potatoes, shrimp burger. Shrimp sandwich, that's about it.
1: <laughs> that's about it for this movie, too.
0: Yeah, all right. I'm done, guys. I'm out. This is it. <laughs> that's all I came here to say. Just the Bubba Gump shrimp. Well, this is a special week. We are finally covering
1: the worst one of the most beloved
0: out. movies this ever. This is
1: America's movie, Andy. This is America's movie. That's a good way to put, put it.
0: I think... This is the
1: movie that has been most suggested that we cover out of I mean, all they really should teach this in like American history classes. <laughs> really? like, it, Right? Am I it's right? It's a historical
2: film. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, I learned most of my American history from Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Like, I did not know that President Nixon was caught in the Watergate scandal because of Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? He had his hand this. in everything.
0: Well, that's one of the things I love about this movie. It's every genre. It's you know your historical history movie It's a comedy It's romance It's even a war
1: movie Like You got everything I, I, That's a good point <laughs> it, it is everything but what is it? Is it a comedy movie? Is it a drama? You know what it is man It's,
0: it's just a good Well told story It's a mm, story that's what mm, it is mm, I don't even know if you can mm. put it in any single genre It's just a story
2: Really That's, good story. Yeah, Andy. I heard someone say this to you know. I know this is gonna hit really deep to you, but okay. They said that this is the best Vietnam movie ever. No, yes. <laughs> who said that? This is the best <laughs> Vietnam movie out there. It's probably the only
1: one they've seen. <laughs> they probably most, <laughs> most of them are hard to stomach.
0: <laughs> what well, is Apocalypse Now Vietnam?
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: I have. I still have yet to see that movie. There's. Well, there's. I'll watch three. it when we cover it.
2: Or I guess. Yeah. Well, there's only like. It's only one movie, though, isn't it?
1: There's three Vietnam movies? That well, there's three that I would recommend oh, somebody oh, watch. Yeah, but that's a whole other subject. Mm.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll do a war movie on, on this uh, podcast. One oh yeah. One of these days. One of these days. One of these days when we just love the smell of napalm in, in the morning. The morning. We'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when we feel it. <laughs> well, speaking of Forrest Gump... So we're just going to jump into our general discussion right away. We usually sometimes talk about our like experience with the movie, but um, we can talk about that within this category, but I want to just kind of open it up for random thoughts about the movie that maybe don't belong in one of the categories we're talking about, and I'll also read some... Listener comments to help spur on some discussion. So,
2: so uh, did you guys have to rewatch this movie for this podcast? Because I have to. Well, I, I generally, wanted to. You wanted to. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you. You. <laughs> we. I was so
0: excited to watch this movie. We like. We had to split it up into two nights. It is kind of a long movie. It's like yeah, over it's two, two hours. Two hours, it's like, like two and twenty and a half. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So we split it up into two nights, and I was like, we like we stopped it halfway through, and then. Then all through the next day, I was just like, oh man,
1: I can't wait to finish this movie. Like, I was just so maybe, excited. Maybe that's the strat, because I, I watched it right before coming over here to record and I felt bored, like really? a little past halfway. So, like, once he gets to doing the the fishing on the shrimp boat with uh, Lieutenant Dan, yeah. I was like, ah, I was kind of done. Dude, that's that my, th- I, I feel like that's what? a new thought. Uh I don't know because anytime I see it, it's on TV or something. I always, for some, I don't, it's, it's this really weird thing in the universe. It's always right at the Vietnam scene. That's always where I start it on TV. Really? Really? Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh, that's where this movie starts for you. It's where it begins. And so I feel like when I do watch it, I always watch that half (laughs) of the movie. And so, if I were to start from the beginning, I get bored once, you know, once he gets back from Vietnam and then I'm just like, eh, I've seen this part, the second <laughs> half way <Yeah>. too much.
0: <laughs> okay. So the, is it the shrimping boat scene that is like the most boring to you, that
1: sequence? Or is it that, Ooh, honestly, that oh, that's, right? that's a good question. I think it's, so the specific scene is when they're about to celebrate New Year's. Cause that's when the story takes that lull, right. And you start feeling kind yeah, of I agree. like, down and mm-hmm. sad and melancholy and so at that point and then at the rest of the story like what is he he goes running that's my favorite scene that's that's the most boring yes, scene. i was see, gonna, gonna ask it. you guys when what you, is
2: like your favorite like period of forest like there's like <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite i just think of that
0: was that's I don't know. It's such a great scene watching him like run across America, becoming this like national phenomenon. All these people following him around. Oh wait, he's gonna say something, and I, and it like goes uh, to it. Still is him. I mean, that's his thing. He ran. If I was I'm, going anywhere, I was running. Like I was running.
2: I'm pretty tired. <laughs> he's to run? I think I think I'll go home now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt
2: watching the movie. Just, just saying. Like, oh, <laughs> <my."> <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Andy? I have to agree with you, man. I feel like I've seen this movie so many times. Yeah. Really? When we said I did not want to do this movie, guys, because guess what? I realized something. I only want to watch movies that I'm not forced to watch. And so you're not you're forced, forced you to watch. <laughs> I'm not you forced. Felt to, like I, we,
1: you we felt, forced you to you watch, felt
2: watch this. Forced. Yeah. You. Yeah.
0: yeah okay, watch this? I get it.
2: Don't worry. Your joke is landed, Caleb. <laughs> your joke.
0: <laughs> did, well, I'm just. I'm asking.
1: Did you? Were you making that joke? Were you
2: trying to no, say like that? I actually wasn't. I was oh. not making
1: that joke. You want to hear some oh. life advice from my mama? Oh, no. <laughs> I hear one more thing about chocolates <laughs> chocolates. <laughs> Chocolate. well, that, that's an All interesting right. point that you felt forced. I, I th- is it forced. because you've seen it so many times? And. Uh, <laughs> 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 what are you trying to say, Andy? you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. It'll yeah. probably come up later yeah. if I mis- mispronounce. Forrest, well, let me Forrest let Sump. me
0: offer an alternate perspective on that. So, Caden Hammond says, "This is consistently my most rewatchable movie. Even my favorites need to take some breaks. Maybe twice a year is good enough." Forrest Gump is a film I will never grow tired of. You know what? There's there's a movie like that for everybody. Yeah, really has watch a feel good movie over and over and over. And that's that's this movie for Caden. Hmm. Interesting. For me, it's definitely Dan in real life. That one I can watch. I mean, really? uh, of course you've got males up there, but like Dan in real life is one just that I will up. never get
2: tired of. Yeah. Steve Carell. Yeah. Really? That
0: one. It's a beautiful movie. It's like a warm blanket, man. Wow.
2: Yeah, I just did not want to do this movie. I'm not mm. gonna lie. Yeah. Well,
0: you know what? Yeah. We probably set you up for failure because we were like really trying hard to decide what movie to cover this week, and it was very close between this or Goonies, mm. and me and Andy overruled Connor. <laughs> and Goonies yeah. is
2: one of, like, my favorite <laughs> movies. <laughs> so
0: you were one, and you were prepared to watch Goonies this week, and and we... You what guys, we we totally just like you double guys, crossed you? and We took and a
1: poll.
2: We took a poll. It was
0: very close battle,
2: two to one. <laughs> I was. The first, I want you to know, I was the first one to vote, and I was like, "Oh, this is stupid. Why are we, why are we voting? Yeah, the yeah. Goonies. goonies. The Hands is great, down. Obviously, no. Forest <laughs> dirty, dirty lie.
1: I think at that point, it's like, what movie do I want to watch this week? And I did not want to watch the Goonies. Really? Yeah, I. I'd rather watch, watch Forrest Gump than The Goonies. I just watched The Goonies actually for the first time this last year. Really? really? So I do. We we should cover that some point because we should thoughts. It's worthy of being
0: covered for sure. Yeah, it's a beloved movie. But I would argue this one is more beloved.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's Forrest for Gump. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, more it's beloved. hard. I know as much as it pains me to say it. You're right. That's right. <laughs> Admit <But>. it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 um. Want to hear some more comments? Uh, KC Frogger eighty six says, "I love in all caps this movie. I watched it so much as a kid that my mom grounded me from watching it on occasion. Like that is a new level. That mm. it's you love it so much that that is an that is actually a punishment to not be allowed to watch it. That's a new level. I don't think I've ever heard that before.
2: Yeah, I don't think I have either. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh, that's
0: pretty cool. And for the first time." My brother commented on this. Mr. Dr. Professor Seth, oh. which is a SpongeBob reference.
1: Where Are these Hotmail emails or Mr. Dr. <laughs> Professor
2: Patrick?
1: Patrick says
0: to someone, that's Mr. Dr. Professor Patrick to you. Like he keeps adding names gotcha. to his title. But anyway, that's, that's my brother. He says, this movie is the reason every college has a ping pong table. That and drinking. <laughs> And drinking. <laughs> we have Force Gump to thank for that. <laughs>
1: huh.
0: Yeah, I mean, what, it what definitely if, makes ping pong look fun. What does drinking have to do with that? Uh, they drink. Maybe, um... I, you know, honestly, I think he drinks way more Dr. Pepper than anything else in this film. He's always yeah. drinking I know, Dr. Exactly. Pepper. I was yeah. like... <laughs> I don't know. I guess ping pong and drinking go together. Beer pong, oh, yeah, Beer pong. You know? okay. Mm-hmm.
1: okay, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> um... And then, uh, so, uh, uh, um, there's some buzz going around, okay, Uh-oh. that this movie is possibly the one to dethrone Star Wars on our list. Because mm, Star I, Wars has, yeah, you know, been so high up the list because of a, the, the slanted ratings. I heard uh, a verbal listener
1: comment that that... A verbal listener comment? Yes, (laughs) yep. That is suggested. This movie should dethrone Empire Strikes Back.
0: And the very very man who joined our Empire Strikes Back episode, Woody, says this movie is a solid contender. He's he's acknowledging that Hmm. this movie has what it takes to contend with the juggernaut of Empire Strikes Back. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm definitely interested in uh in what the final tally is going to be. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So as much as I've hated on this movie so far, I will say right before I came over here, I did sit down and turn it on and I was immediately into it. It was just it immediately Hooked sucked you. me in and got me and I was I did listen to some videos and some commentary about on YouTube and stuff about this movie and there's just so much that people can read in and look into this movie. It's just oh, I'm
1: I've, I've never heard any of that. I'm really curious what people would say when they read between
2: the lines. I've heard both. Both ends of it. Of how this movie's absolutely terrible and you should never watch it and then really? how how this movie's amazing and it's one of the greatest movies of all time. It's the best Vietnam movie of all time. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um I have not heard any negative things about this movie um, to date. Never had a conversation with someone about Forrest Gump where they had anything bad to say about it.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Brace yourself, Caleb. You're yeah. About to. I, before <laughs> doing research for it, I <clears throat> had to go out and look for negative comments. And I did find one scathing article Ooh, written about it. Really? Yeah. But other what than that, was their problem with it? Uh, just the usual, like, this movie is racist this movie is pro conservatism. Huh. Um,
0: wow, so getting real political.
1: Yeah, it's it's like the the half of the culture that the movie portrayed in a positive light, right? And then they were they didn't go into the movie didn't go into like the negative aspects of the culture, like essentially what Jenny was doing. Uh And then saying like, oh, all that stuff is bad and like, you know, her are doing drugs and the hippie movement and having free sex and all that good stuff. Um, Wow. Yeah. I guess there's two sides to every coin, man. Yeah. You know?
2: Um. See, I heard additional commentary that was saying that this movie actually tried very, very hard to be apolitical. Like, Mm. because even when, you know, Forrest was at the rally, when uh, the Vietnam rally in front of the Washington Mall. And, um, or the national mall, I don't know what it's called anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, they, even when he's coming up and he's supposed to, you know, give his comments on the Vietnam war, which is a very, uh, politically dividing, um, topic back then, Mm -hmm. like they cut it out They don't want you to see his, hear his comment, what he has to say, because he is supposed to be,
1: he's like a neutral force, neutral force throughout the movie. Mm -hmm.
2: And you know you do see the good things and the bad things and all throughout the movie and so and that's what mm-hmm. it's trying to do. It's not trying to to sway you in any, any one way. It's just trying to tell you a story.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like that. Something I realize about you, Connor, you really appreciate a movie that has that you can do a deep dive into, like oh, the lore. Dear. Like that's why you like Pulp Fiction so much because of all the like, oh, what is in the box? What's, what's in the, the briefcase? And what what's in... you know, like what's the backstory behind all this? And what's you know. So I guess th- this movie has some of that too for you.
2: Oh yeah, this one it did actually. I re- was really surprised by uh, how much I found out about this movie and, um, you know what you can like dig into, like, what's the deal with this feather, man? What's the I feather? I was like, curious fly? about that oh. too. I'm oh, I have a good there's... answer for that. Okay,
0: oh. all right, it. is this a guess?
1: Is this okay? I have a perception. theory as well. So okay, Caleb, what's yours?
0: Well, my theory I feel like fits in really well. With our education categories. Maybe
1: I'll save mine for later. So let's mm-hmm. hear yours, Andy. So I think it ties to the scene where young Jenny and young Forrest are in the field praying about turning into a bird. Mm-hmm. And it's just a feather from the bird that kind of assisted them throughout his life. Well, yeah, yeah. So, like, if it's it like goes it,
0: back to her prayer of make me a bird so I can fly fly
1: far, yeah, far away. Yeah, and it's from just here. like a but uh, there, so it's like a symbolism a of Jenny of the being, being free too. finally. And would, yeah, well, it wouldn't be Jenny per se because you don't think like so. The, well, no, because the feather falls when he's like sitting on the bench. Yeah, and That's Jenny's like, still alive at that point, right? Well, no, it falls when he's
0: has Little Forest at the bus stop. So it's like he's fully completed his journey. Little Forest is okay. She can finally. It's like after he talks to her in the grave. Well, beginning of the, the movie, the though. feather falls out of the Curious George book. Uh, in the beginning, the, he picks up the feather
1: and puts it in yeah. the book.
0: At the end of the movie, he hmm. it falls out of the book as he's putting Forrest on the
1: bus. True, interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. But that is what that is what Haven, my wife, said. Like she's like, oh, it's kind of like what Jenny was saying. Like yeah. a bird. But I have another.
2: You know, I never made that connection. You know, that's really? Really, yeah. Good for yeah. you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it I is such a like one. focused on random part of the movie? Like, what is this feather? It's like flying it, around. And you know, it reminds me of the snowflake at the beginning of The Grinch. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> always like, da, 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 it's not that I get the movies mixed up, but I, <laughs> I, it always reminds me of that. Or if I watch The Grinch, I'm always like, is this Forrest Gump? No, it's that's the <laughs> feather. <laughs> that's it's not that. the snowflake, it's a feather. Well,
0: stay tuned. I feel like I've got a, a pretty, pretty solid um, take on this. That I'm pretty proud of, honestly. I feel like I'm Connor level
1: education here. Ooh, so. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Yeah. All right, well, let's get, let's, should we get in the categories?
0: Let's do it, yeah. So we'll start with entertainment, which is um, our fun category where we just kind of take apart everything that makes a movie a movie, you know, whether it's the, the back end sort of stuff like the directing and the acting and the cinematography, um, the way, the look and feel of the movie. Uh, Just everything that goes into a movie that makes it genuinely enjoyable for the audience. So, did you feel entertained? Were you enthralled? Were you hooked? Um, Andy's already kind of talked a little bit to that. But basically, considering all those metrics, on a scale of 1 to 100, where do you rate this movie? Um, And I'll kick us off with a 90, which is amazing on our scale. So, solid 90 for me
2: in entertainment. I get put it at a
1: 86. Oh, okay. Mm. I put it at 85.
0: 85. Yep. All right. Well, if I may start us off with my reasoning for giving it such a high overall, I would say it is just such a great story. I mean, what that's the heart of entertainment is telling a story, right? Um, mm-hmm. Telling an engaging story. And I I will quote the lady beside Forrest on the bench when she says that it's such a lovely story and you tell it so well with such enthusiasm. I'm like, yeah, she perfectly summed up my thoughts on this movie, at least in the entertainment section, that it's a a great story, a lovely story told so well. (laughs) What do you
2: think overall, Connor? Why did you give it 86? 86. All right. This is like just such a clever historical tale. I mean, it's basically like, it's not, it's a historical movie. It's the eyes of the, it's some of the most major events happening in the 60s and the 70s and I think in the 80s to like, as it gets into the AIDS crisis and stuff. But some of the most um, memorable, immense events of those decades. And you're viewing it like from basically innocent eyes. Yeah. Like you have this super kind of like a clean slate blank slate person who has no bias who has no judgment who is just there and you're you know he they put him and they involve him in these historical events in like really like quirky like funny ways and it's just really <laughs> clever and it deviates from the book Like So did you guys know this was actually a book first? Is it an
1: adaptation? I didn't know that. Yeah, this is
2: an adaptation. And so this is one of the very, very few movie adaptations of a book that the movie's better. Interesting. So Mm. everything, I've never read the book, but everyone that has has read the book and everything that I've heard of says that the movie takes every good part of the book and amplifies it and makes it better mm-hmm. there's more character development for your secondary characters lieutenant Dan Jenny the mom yeah uh, bubba there's they take all of the really weird stuff that happens in the book and they throw it out and add in um, add in better more relevant stuff into it and so uh I mean wow. they just everything I've read about this is just they just blew it out of the park compared to the book mm-hmm. it's entertaining it's inspiring but this is not a perfect hundred. Really? All right. Mm-hmm. Because it's the worst love story you guys have ever seen in your yeah. life. Yeah. I'll agree with you there. Okay.
0: Not a great love story. I actually,
1: I don't know. Well, We can talk about that a little bit, but I want to hear, Andy, why do you think overall it's 85? So, uh, kind of what Connor was saying about how the movie takes, takes, you, takes the viewer on a walk kind of through American history. I love that about the film. And it's a great storytelling device. Yeah. But I've, I, there's something off So for one I mentioned earlier How I just got bored Kind of Especially now Because I've yeah, seen it So many times that'll definitely Take a hit to the Yeah entertainment the rewatchability school. Aspect of it Is kind of bringing it down And Yeah I just Get bored at certain scenes And everybody We already mentioned it, Everybody has their own Their favorite scenes What genre of forest Is our favorite Then everything else After that You know May or may not matter but I definitely agree with kind of the character development and motivations of Forrest. Are, it, it's, hmm. it's frustrating to watch yeah. this, the his relationship with Jenny throughout the movie. She's toxic, man. It's, you know, I, well, yeah.
0: I of course I agree with you that I don't like Jenny. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's toxic, man. But I think as far as the love story goes, from Forrest's perspective, I think that's a perfect story of, like, selfless love. Like, he's just consistently devoted to her throughout all the crap that she does and put him through to the point of, you know, marrying her, taking care of her son as she passes away. He's just always, always there for her, consi- constantly protecting her, you know, from these, like,
2: scumbags. See, it's... Uh, you know what? Here's the, here's what I have to say about that is you're viewing it only from Forest's side. Because mm-hmm. you're right, yeah. I mean, Forrest's love is... Tremendous. I mean, he loves everyone and everything that he's, you know, he loves Bubba. He loves Lieutenant Mm -hmm. Dan, who's treated him like crap throughout the movie. (laughs) And he loves Jenny. But if you look at it from Jenny's side, she uses, abuses, she leads him on, she manipulates him. She, like, you know, does all of this stuff to torment him and to lead him on with where she has no intention of moving forward with any sort of relationship or anything even in the end, she says, "I don't want to marry you, or I can't marry you, or, marry you, or something like that." And then, well, she yeah. does
1: marry him in the end. Well, well I, I after feel like she's got AIDS. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's, yeah, I feel like the, that's the biggest flaw of the movie, is the relationship between Forrest and Jenny. Because I, I honestly, the development between Forrest and Lieutenant Dan is has a much bigger payoff. Mm-hmm. You know, especially from their relationship in the army, and then. Once he loses his legs and then they kind of reconnect and do the shrimp business. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a much better, devoted, kind of developed relationship between those two. Yeah. Yeah. Everything between Forrest and Jenny just does not pay off in the end. Jenny's quoting and I'm gonna quote Jenny being like Forrest, you don't even know what love is, right? I'm um, not a smart man, but I know what love is. At the end, he does say that to her. At the end? Yeah. Okay, the other thing that kind of creeps into my mind now, okay, I'm going to pose a question, is Jenny's kid Forrest's kid.
2: You mm. know what odds are? Probably not. Yeah, it, <laughs> oh, it just seems oh, so unlikely. If that is true,
0: then Jenny is deplorable, truly. Well, thank you. As soon as but like, I want to believe that it's it's not true. I mean, of the, you the don't movie the that. movie leads you to believe that of course
1: that is
2: it his is Forrest's son. Yes, yeah. But.
1: yeah. But that's like kind of the the question that raises up towards the end now. And it's just all of a sudden after all this stuff between him and Jenny, then they see him and Jenny's like trying to get her life back together. I mean, she is sick, obviously, and that's it's tragic. Her the end of her story, but she's just all of a sudden like, oh, now that my life's coming to an end, Forrest, will you marry me? And then, of course, she knows Forrest is going to say yes, because she uses him, yes. Because she. So now, now you're getting into you that take deep, her, like lore well, of it. Like, how, oh, how what old is the kid anyway? At that point. Also, side note: Is that the same kid from the Sixth Sense? Yeah, Haley yeah. okay. Joel Osment. Man. awesome. I was like, was, like, I was
2: like, whoa, I know that kid. This was his first uh, movie? movie, I believe. His movie, first movie role, his movie premiere. Cool. huh? Yeah, yeah. this is what landed mm. him Sixth Sense. <laughs> they uh, this is what landed him Sixth Sense. You are actually, here.
0: Well, let's talk about the best part of the movie. Tom Hanks' performance, man.
2: Yeah, you mean the the shrimp boat scenes? Because those are that's the best part of the whole movie. <laughs>
1: uh, I, yeah, I think yeah. Tom Hanks, uh, as we've been crapping on the movie for a bit, Tom <laughs> Hanks' <laughs> performance is one of the best. It was a I, I would say it was, a, it was a
0: really bold performance too. Like to play that kind of character, that's pretty controversial, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. especially in today's lens. One him best actor.
0: So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And won Robert Zemeckis Best Director. Dire- and Best really? Picture. Wow. So this, this movie three swept awards? the Oscars. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Which, by the way, do you know what other... Back to the Future. Yes, but <laughs> another one. Ooh. Another Tom Hanks movie that he did. That he did?
2: Robert Zemeckis?
0: Yeah. His, I would oh. say his like, no, most memorable three movies would be this one, Back to the Future, and... What year? Um, I think 2001. Another Tom Hanks movie... Does it have Leo in it? No, it's uh-huh. just Tom Hanks. No one else. Just
1: Tom, Tom Hanks in a volleyball. Oh yeah, Castaway. <laughs> yeah, that's Robin <laughs> Deacon. Man, really?
2: oh, whoa. he's got some interesting. Just some Tom movie. Hanks in a, in a volleyball. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> that's you the know, cast. you want to know what the worst Tom Hanks movie of all time is? <laughs> the Burbs. Don't you dare say it. No. <laughs> what is it? Joe versus no! the volcano. <laughs> so everyone, I finally oh. watched that this weekend, and I know we've been recommending it on the pad- podcast. Me, personally, as Andy, I do not recommend this movie. So,
0: one one-third of the average Joes gives a thumbs-down to thumbs Jovers. I, I think on. I gave it six thumbs-down,
2: actually. I want to rewind here. Did you say The Burbs was his worst movie? That was a t- that movie <laughs> such a boring is movie. so good. <laughs> oh, no. It is so good. You know what? That's going to be my it. next uh, Instagram suggestion. Oh, yeah? So, okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, you, yeah. You do that, Connor. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, and then we should do our are unsuggestion reels like so Andy can do a unsuggestion yeah. For, yeah. And, and I'll unsuggest the first <laughs> uh, but so little fun fact about his performance he actually based it off of young Forrest not not like Forrest Jr but like young Forrest like in the beginning of the movie when he's mm-hmm. a kid that the way that kid spoke he based his character off of that, so that oh, that know, kid I just had that. that real Southern draw. Like he just spoke in such a distinctive way that Tom Hanks decided, okay, after conversations with him, he's like, I'm going to base my like um, dictation basically after this kid. His <laughs> wow. voice
2: is so stupid. I'm going <laughs> to no, mimic <God>. it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: But I, th- I thought that made it better, though, that he's not just, like, doing his own. It's like, oh, there's, like, that's where he got it from, you know? Yeah, that he was yeah, inspired. makes sense. Uh, another fun fact, um, do you want to know some people that passed over this role?
1: Like, oh, who could have been curious. Forrest Gump? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Cause yes, cause I, I read somewhere should've. that Tom Hanks is the only person that could have played Forrest Gump.
2: Imagine Bill Murray as
1: Forrest Gump. Gump.
2: No, no, he would have been too crass. Like, he wouldn't have been as innocent as I
0: like, agree, yeah. Forrest. I mean, yeah, he's got he the quirkiness, to. he's got the humor, the goofiness, but he brings a level of crass that does not fit mm-hmm. Forrest, yeah. the innocence. Another um, weird one, Chevy Chase, also Ooh. way too crass. Yeah. yeah. No. No, I don't and a little too it. zany, I feel like. Like, yeah. Forrest isn't zany, he's really chill.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, perhaps the weirdest one, John Travolta. That's it.
2: That's the only person that could do that. Do you know why he passed up the role? To Pulp Fiction? For Pulp Fiction. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he wow. chose a
1: different career path there. You know who I'm curious would have been maybe a good fit? Who? Bruce Willis. Oh, you know why? Because he's Willis the best actor
0: anything. of all time. He's a chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> he can do anything. <laughs>
1: he is a chameleon. I
0: mean, I suppose if you got him young enough... Also, Andy's celebrity lookalike was potentially Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Which would have been incredibly strange, I feel like. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're wondering what Andy looks like, <laughs> Sean Penn. Google <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Sean Penn. Young Sean Penn. <laughs> which um, I
1: don't think there's only one person in the world that thinks I look like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think mean, it's a very weird comparison, but.
0: Who is that? Who's the one person that. Your mother in law. Oh yeah, okay, but I I agree though. I see it. I, it's totally a celebrity look like no. man. No,
2: sorry, I don't see it. Yeah, you know what? I've been told by better, an old lady on.
0: airplane. I'm gonna airplane. post a side by side on the pod on the Instagram now. I, I've been Sean
1: told. Penn. I've been told by an old lady on an airplane. Told a complete stranger that I look like Daniel Radcliffe.
0: Oh, Harry Potter! Harry
1: Potter.
2: That's not great. And not right. even
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a stretch. But I see where she's coming from. Like, I can see why she would say that. She probably has
1: some eyesight issues. True. In her maybe. old age, Somebody. maybe. <laughs> who knows? Her vision's. I was wearing not the glasses that day, and they're around, and I'd like a. Did you actually like, bump scar. your head? And, yeah, who you knows? Know? I had a little scar. <laughs> <laughs> a little I was carrying bolt. a stick. Uh, yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> easy mistake. Yeah.
1: Oh. All right. Any other thoughts in this category? I, I want to bring up the the audio what do you call it the track and I mean, how the it, soundtrack yeah the soundtrack yes because
0: it's
2: phenomenal it exactly. was
0: this, yes the music choices mm-hmm. I don't know about the score the score made me feel very sad very melancholy but the soundtrack the mm-hmm. like the actual yeah. songs they play So they they were very subtle, but
1: also just like so applicable to the scene that was happening. Yeah, well, it it follows the genre, right? It follows, uh, you kind of know what genre you're in as you're going through. And it's, I think at one point, I'm sure this was like said by somebody in the the film cast or the director or somebody that they wanted it to sound like somebody left the radio on.
2: Yeah, I like it. As you're going. I definitely felt that vibe. I was going to say another reason why this is just another Vietnam movie because no. it's got Creedence Clearwater Revival, man. Every it's Vietnam CCR. movie, it's got to have some CCR in there. Yeah. What right. Which which song is that? Uh, that's "Fortunate Son." So that's yeah. the song. Like right as they're like flying the helicopter. Yeah, that is very Vietnam. Oh yeah. I was actually
0: like, the soundtrack kind of surprised me this this time around. Like, oh wow, they're playing this song. It's such a great song. Like I I feel like I didn't remember. What songs they played last time I watched it, hmm. so that was like a good surprise. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this reminded me of like Guardians of the Galaxy level like song choice. Some True. excellent song yeah. choices, yeah. you know.
1: I agree. That's good. That's a good point.
0: I have another random uh, fun fact that I don't really know where to put this, but so I've always wondered what is the story behind Bubblegum Shrimp. So I looked it up, and Bubblegum Shrimp, the actual restaurant that you can go to, closest one near us is like border of arizona nevada was inspired by this movie
2: really See, i always thought that it was yeah i i, I never but then after watching it this time i was like kind of questioned about if it what came first yeah which came first the restaurant the or the, restaurant or the movie
0: and they are like it's super themed after the movie too like there's dishes named after the main characters there's what? even a dish called the bucket of trash Cause like, cause he, you know, he when he first tries to get shrimp, he's like pulling up a bunch get of trash of,
2: for trash.
0: Um, and like all the employees know like Forrest Gump trivia. Like, it's that's a cool huge deal. Wow. Yeah.
1: And you I'm got, like, I, I really want to go now. There.
0: Let's take yeah. a trip to Nevada, guys.
1: <laughs> all right, I'm down. <laughs> Vegas. Is that yeah. What you mean? yeah. I mean, think that's, that's the, the only one I've ever <laughs> seen. I don't care
0: this about Vegas. Vegas. Let's just go to Bubba Gump. Oh man.
2: Connor, did you have something else to say? In this uh, realm? Nothing other than to lead us into our next section. Ooh, Let's we hear We are it. on to education. So, you guys, so what are the themes of the movie? What are the underlying morals or concepts that the movie is trying to pass on to you as the viewer? Uh, does it have worth? Does it engage you psycho- mentally or psychologically? Is it trying to teach you something? So, any of these mm-hmm. metrics will feed into your score of your education. So, I gave it... A 95 out of 100. Oh, really? oh Now wow. you're bringing it,
0: baby. Dude,
2: this, I mean, this movie's got everything. But, so what'd you give it, Andy? What'd I honestly could not think of
1: much depth when it came to entertainment. So, or not entertainment, um, education. Really? So, oh. I, I gave it like a, I gave it a 75. Okay. Wow. Yeah.
0: I wow. gave it a 90. A ninety. I'm right up there with you, Connor. Woo! Maybe we can convince Andy. Yeah, let's hear. I want to hear Let's your hear thoughts. let's hear your reasoning, Connor. All right, guys. What is the moral? What is this? I theme? mean, like,
2: there's so many different things in here. I mean, you have like the whole concept of I don't want to call it like religion, but maybe like divine intervention or divinity of and that's what I think that the feather represents. Mm. Coming into education, I think the feather represents um basically the divine, not necessarily God, but the divine. And so, and how it starts in the beginning, how she prays for a bird to take her away. And then as soon as that prayer ends, God doesn't, you know, or whoever they're praying to doesn't turn her into a bird, but he brings the police in and takes her away and brings her to a safe home. Mm -hmm. You have Lieutenant Dan, you know, who's struggling with his faith and and with his his life after being, after Vietnam and losing his, Identity as a soldier, you know, yelling at God in the storm and then coming through and having a breakdown, you know. And then you have, you know, Forrest like going to church and praying, and then all of a sudden the storm comes and wipes out all the other ships, and they're the only shrimp boat left. Mm-hmm. And so all of these different things going in there. And so it really just kind of like sits in there. Some of them, some of the people would call it coincidence, but I think that the movie is trying to pass on kind of a a divine intervention. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, well, Forscup mm. says he's praying to God a lot, and even in Jenny's prayer, she's like, "God, make me a bird so I can fly far away." You know, yeah. like oh, so right. they're like, it's like, like, it's like very overt, like r- religious themes, I guess, of like yeah. prayer and God and mm. and like, yeah, the whole Lieutenant Dan kind of railing against God, yeah, like you, this all you got, like you and me you now and me, we're doing yeah. this, like. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was a very strong theme, and it was like surprising that they just come out and said it. You know, just come out and they're owning up to it. Um, I thought there was a very strong overall message of the concept of destiny. You know, I thought that was woven throughout the entire movie, where uh, you have Forrest's mom. You know, her famous quote, life is like a box of chocolates, Forrest. Mm. You never know what you're going to get. But that um, she says, um, we got to do, I I happen to believe that you make your own destiny. That's what she says. And you got to do the best with what God gave you. That's her philosophy of life. That's her. And she talks about destiny. That's her view of destiny that you just do the best with what you got, what, you're, what you've been given, you know? And then you have Lieutenant Dan, who says, um, everybody's got a destiny. We all have a destiny. It's all part of a plan, you know? Like, and, and mine was to die. <laughs> die in the field with my men, with honor, you know? Like, yeah. uh, and then at the very end of the movie, Forrest says that to Jenny, to, to her grave. He says, I don't know um, what it is, if it's, you know... Is it Mama or lieutenant Dan? I don't know who's right about this whole destiny thing, you know, and he says, whether we're we all have a destiny or whether we're just floating around all accidental like on a breeze, uh, and then he he kind of reconciles it by saying, maybe it's both at the same time, happening at the same time, like maybe destiny is both of those, like there we do have a destiny, but we also have. Ownership of that, that we have choices that we can make in our own lives based on what we have. Like, yes, we're dealt a hand, you know, we're dealt a certain IQ or we're dealt life circumstances. We're dealt, you know, uh, Jenny having a crappy father,
2: like blown off in the forest,
0: getting your legs blown off, whatever (laughs) it is. But then you also have the other side of it, which is what you do with that, what that destiny, Mm. what happened to you. And now your response to that. That is where you take destiny in your own hands and do the best with what God gave you. And I feel like, wow, what a powerful message that is woven down the entire story, multiple characters and bring all down, like tied together at the end and reinforced with the feather floating on a breeze, just like Forrest says that, that it's a representation of destiny, you know, that it's just floating on the breeze. Like what, what happens
2: to that feather, you know?
0: So, I don't know. Do you know.
2: think the feather was destiny?
0: I think the feather was destiny. I think, I, I mean, there's just the way he phrases that. They're like, are we all, is destiny, do we have a destiny? Or is, are we just floating around accidental like on a breeze? And I'm like, that feather just caught by the breeze and it's floating around. I, that was just a visual representation of what Gump was saying. So I, I felt like it was reinforcing that message. So I thought it was super strong. I might even raise my score, man. From ni- That was like... You just convinced yourself. I'm, I'm going to match you.
1: I'm 95, baby. Woo! Yeah. <laughs>
2: I know we got to... Oh, what like, about gosh. you, Andy? What do you think about... <laughs> no, <laughs> I think you
1: guys are reading way too deep into it. Okay, so Please? let me touch on your your point, Connor. So I think the... Uh, what'd you call it? Um, the God factor? Yeah, the, the, the divinity. The divinity. I think forest. It's, everything revolves around forest. All these events are happening because forest is there. Yep. So... So he's a force of destiny? Yes, he, he is the force of destiny in the movie. So take, for example, Jenny's being taken away from her dad by the police. Right, the, Just that day prior, he was, Jenny was with Forrest in the field. Yes, they prayed. But then what if Forrest calls the police and then she's taken away? Somebody had to call the police, that's for sure.
0: Oh, look at more lore, man. More yes. what-ifs. I know, really. We're really yeah, going well, he's, to dive into it. <laughs>
1: everybody thinks he's dumb. He's actually the smart one. The other case he's like Lieutenant the Jar Jar Binks, man. Jar Jar <laughs> Binks is like the
0: dumb one, but he's actually the ultimate Sith Lord yeah. Uh, yeah. He's orchestrating the, this whole takeover.
1: Let me take uh, next point would be Lieutenant Dan, right? It's his destiny to die on the battlefield, as did every single one of his ancestors before him. Yeah, Forrest was there to pick him up and drag him to safety, and that was the main point of conflict or friction between them was the fact that Forrest had saved him, and Lieutenant Dan uh, resented him for that. Um, Those, yeah, I just feel like every all these events, right? Because you see these events in history happen, and uh, you know the the TV shows him standing at. the Montgomery schoolhouse or I don't know this. Yeah. The schoolhouse. where yeah, the desegregation Alabama, happened. Yeah, the desegregation Alabama, um, out of school and he's in the background of the TV, <laughs> you know, when he's meeting <laughs> all the presidents <laughs> the when the he throws Nixon in jail. In yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I think it, that's my perspective is that it, he's just finds himself in these weird situations mm-hmm. and he, he is coincidentally there. And there's nothing else to it. Hmm. He is kind of the
2: driving factor, and
0: so you're not convinced, but you think we're just reading too much into it. So, so you I think yeah. it's just
2: chance. He's everything is just happening by. I, say, I don't know about chance, but I think
1: people take him for granted.
2: Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. So I think there's another theme that I kind of want to talk about is uh, this movie. Why this movie is like the American movie. Why this is America's beloved, most beloved movie. And it's because this is the perfect representation of the American dream. Okay? So you mm-hmm. have... What is the... I mean, the American dream is the fact that anyone, anywhere can become anything in this country mm-hmm. and be anyone and, and make it to the top. Mm-hmm. Forrest Gump, this slow kid who's been told all of his life, bullied everything that he was... He was dumb. He was slow. He was he was stupid. Um, he was, you know, had... Braces on his legs, that. And so this kid, you know, wouldn't make it anywhere. But here in this story, you see him progress through and little by little, just by certain things that happened, he ran onto the football field, then he got to go to college. He, just by chance, just, you know, just kind of like going with the flow, making things happen for himself. Someone came up to him and handed him a flyer. He went to war. He, in the war, he saved he saved his entire plo- pl- 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 platoon. Platoon, platoon. Thank you, thank you. Paloon. Um, <laughs> and so, then he you know he met the president. He got the medal of honor. Then he became you know was a ping pong star and did all of this stuff. And because he went to war and he met Bubba, he bought a fishing boat. And even though it wasn't working, he persevered and kept fishing, kept fishing, kept fishing until until he succeeded Mm -hmm. and he became rich and he invested and and became very wealthy and um, he had everything. I mean, he went to college. He became, he had a business. He became wealthy. He, and then he ended the movie with the family. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. is like the quote unquote American dream. Yeah. That's a good point.
0: I would also add just like as far as morals, you know, teaching morals go, like I think the uh, obviously the innocence that Forrest portrays is admirable, but also he kind of just goes throughout his life with the philosophy of uh, giving his best and offering just like love and compassion to everybody he meets, mm-hmm. and that that is what sort of leads to his success. You know, like even yeah. you know he keeps his word to Bubba that yeah. you know, promises yeah. a promise, and and because he perseveres and and stays true to his word, that's that's like what kicks off his. Success, you know, mm-hmm. like so. Really? I think those are like he's a character that represents some strong morals.
2: Yeah, that I appreciate. What do you got to say to that,
1: Andy? I'll, I'll just agree. What are you, you? Are you okay. sticking with seventy-five? Uh-huh. Did we yeah, convince uh-huh. you? Yeah, sticking with seventy-five. Uh, sticking with seventy-five. All right. I'm biased. can't let this be de- thrown Star Wars. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The truth oh, comes before, before we move on to the next category. I, I was just reading on some of the differences as you mentioned, Connor, between the book and the movie. I want to point out, too, okay? And I really want to continue crapping on Jenny for a second. <laughs> because in the book, after Forrest finds out that he's the father of the child, she runs off with another man to no. raise the kid. Isn't Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Just horrible. And also in the book, apparently Forrest swears nonstop.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah, that would that would bring down his uh, his
2: innocence. His innocence yes, for me, just a little bit.
0: You know <laughs> Maybe that, we can have Bill Murray play I was that one. Say yeah. yeah, Bill Murray yeah. or
2: Kevin Chase can come in, and there you go. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, are we
1: ready to head into our final category? Yes. So influence? our final category is influence. With influence, we are looking for the impact this film had on pop culture, and I think. If I'm not mistaken, this film had a huge impact on pop culture. And so I give it a solid 95.
2: 95. 95. Andy yep. finally bringing up the score. What about it's, you, Connor? It's hard to deny. I gave it a 90. I gave it a 90 as well. This, wow, really? This movie this is just like, I mean, you you don't know anyone. I, don't, I know everyone. Everyone has yeah, seen this movie.
1: Everyone has seen it, and everyone loves it, I, too. All the quotes, Bubba Gump shrimp store in shrimp. Nevada. I know. It like, <laughs> it, like, launched a restaurant chain. I mean... Did this movie start the Ron Forrest run? Of course. Yeah. yeah this was, are this you this serious? Yes. this? what, did you uh, yeah, know what else that? would it be from? I mean, I, I <laughs> didn't see this movie until maybe <laughs> high school, middle school, but it's, like, looking back at that, it's, like, where did that quote come from? And, obviously, the beginning of this, is, it's very evident, but... Also, with the theme of the movie, with Forrest being inserted into things, you know, uh, it does raise a little doubt that maybe, oh yeah, they're appropriating it or yeah, like maybe they stole it. it. No,
2: but like, I mean, you can't like as a kid, like you couldn't go anywhere without hearing anyone yell like "run, Run, Forrest!" I know, yeah, in school in school hallways, it's always that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not only that, but like obviously the countless quotes and like, think life is a, a box of chocolates mm-hmm. that came out of this. It won multiple Oscars and many, any, yeah. many yep. other awards. You know, like some of what we talked about best actor, director, uh, best film, uh, best adapted screenplay is another big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is still a relevant movie. I believe it's been like, what, 25 years? 1994? Yeah. Twenty five years. Twenty seven years. Yeah, because it's twenty twenty two. Twenty seven or twenty eight years. Twenty eight, because it's twenty twenty two now. Okay, you're right. So in two years to be thirty. Okay, good, good job, good job. Math. Which
1: means I'll be thirty. Good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Wait a second. Giving, giving away a lot of
2: personal information <laughs>
0: here now. He looks like Sean Penn. He's gonna be thirty.
2: Oh yeah, gosh. 30. <laughs> <laughs> Same age as this <laughs> movie. <again. laughs> We're within driving distance of Nevada. We are. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Um, no, I mean like that says enough. Like the fact that we posted about this on the Instagram and you know we had a huge. Uh, this is a,
0: yeah the huge biggest for response us yeah comment for section. Yeah. <laughs> for um, I always post like a little poll of like what would you rate this on a scale of one to a hundred and. This by far has the most responses to that question than any other movie I've
1: done mm. so far. So that says something. It is, it is a very American movie, right? And I think, so this is a question I want to pose. Is, is this movie only popular in America? Like, what do people mm. outside of the States think of this movie? Yeah. Like do they think it's just like, oh, that's that stupid American film with, Forrest, with I Tom Banks or something, right? I don't know if other countries would hold this in such regard because it is so American.
0: Yeah, I wonder. I all I know is that it is nationally beloved.
1: Like yeah. within America this is like it's like bacon, baseball, <laughs> Forrest Gump, you know. I'm going to add that to that the That is the hierarchy so of American loves <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: I think the rewatchability aspect of this yeah. brings it up for me. Uh inevitably the more you watch a movie, the greater influence it's going to have over you. Mm. And I think that this is a rewatchable movie for a lot of people. Like, there are some movies that you watch once, and it's just like, man, that was such a great movie. And, like, you don't have to watch it again. And it's, mm. that's, that's good enough on its own. That's a, another kind of influence. But there's a, there's a type of movie that you watch over and over and over again, and that one, I would argue... Has greater influence because you're getting it into your mind so many times; it's bound to have an impact on you. So, yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm gonna do it again, man. I'm bringing it up to 95. Yeah,
1: um, there's this one deserves. Point I want to make because 95. also <laughs> uh, a cultural impact is Gary Sinise, who played Lieutenant Dan, mm-hmm. you are starring the Lieutenant Dan Band. Have you guys heard of that? No, really.
2: No, I've never heard of that either,
1: Lieutenant Dan Band. Yeah, so Gary Sinise started a band. It's a cover band um, back in the early 2000s, and he entertains at like um, for troops at USO shows, oh. and he'll like put on free concerts. It's a huge wow. charity um, organization that he. Does. What a great idea! Yeah,
2: <laughs> I don't know. Is he good? Because it could be uh, could not be so great a thing. You know what I mean? I d- Did you ever get go? to
0: listen to the Lieutenant Dan band? I never when did, you were but deployed? I mean it's right. it's
1: around so much that there's there's always an opportunity to go. Really? Like I know there's definitely many opportunities that he would like be playing on bass or something, but I never did go to one. But I, it's still cool that he does that and like using his fame of being Lieutenant Dan the most recognizable lieutenants and the most recognizable Vietnam movie, apparently.
2: I know he does a lot of work and stuff with uh, disabled veter- veterans because mm-hmm. of this movie. Because his role had such an impact on so many people. So hmm. um, one thing I will say we have not talked about is this was this movie was one of the movies they featured on movies that made us. Oh, and that's along right. With die Hard. Really? Oh, I, mean, I don't think I made that. I'm so I, mad I, I, I didn't watch it before film. we oh, recorded. Guys. Dude, guys, you got to go watch it. It is so good. Hmm. And there's so many things that they talk about in this movie. Well, they, man, tell us one of them. Yeah. Um, well, like... Lieutenant Dan does a lot of uh, disabled veterans. Hey, era. come on! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell, tell us some actual. What is something
2: you learned from it? From like the wait. Well, yeah, I mean, I watched this like six months ago. Oh, okay. It's mm. been it's been a Short while. Short memory, goldfish. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Well, they number one, they found Haley Joel Osment um, from a like a serial commercial or something. Oh, that's why I said this was his first movie role yeah. because he was doing commercials and it right, must have been Robert Zemeckis like saw this saw him in a. In a commercial, and was like, Yeah, I think that's the kid we need that's to cast. The kid.
0: That's him. He was definitely better Forrest as here. Forrest Jr. than Young Forrest. It would have been a very different movie if he was Young Forrest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. If Tom Hanks tried to replicate Haley Joel Osment's voice, it you would mean, be different.
2: Like, <laughs> Life. Just like a box of
0: chocolate
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just like a
1: quivery Like I see dead My name's Forrest Forrest Gump My name's Forrest
0: He is such a cute kid Man Like Yeah Yeah Um A great kid actor I don't know about Adult act. That's usually how it is You know You're cute as a kid And, and then just Terrible things happen to you Um if, yeah. you, if you get famous that young, it does bad things to you, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he's, I don't think he's in a good place. He's in The Boys. Did you guys ever watch The Boys? Oh. TV show? No. As uh, an adult Amazon? actor? Yeah.
0: He's as an adult actor, actor He's Dole play. Osmond
2: plays like kind of a side character. He just kind hmm. of like comes in for a couple episodes. And oh, interesting. For He's sure making he a comeback. <laughs> Trying to.
0: All right, well, um, guys, this was a very interesting one as far as the scores go. So when I tallied the listener score the vast
2: responsive listener scores to this one. So the question is, are you counting the scores that go like over a hundred?
0: No, if it goes over a hundred, I count it as a hundred. Okay. So I'm sorry, Brandy. I didn't put 105. (laughs) It deserves it. It really does. But I put a hundred. Yep. You're the one who told me to ignore the outliers, Brandy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and there was a score of one that I ignored. What? I'm like, you can't give it a one. Wait, you who, d- who gave it a one? Dude, I want to know. Our One of our original listeners, Michael Cart, man. Wow. Michael, what are you doing? Taking this movie. You're he, called you know, out. Okay. He's bitter. He's bitter. Still bitter that we gave Avatar such a terrible, abysmal score. <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Avatar best. It should be number one. Like, now. <laughs>
1: no.
0: <laughs> but anyway, oh, no. the average of... Average listener score for Force Gump just so happens to be 89.2, which is the exact overall score that we gave The Empire Strikes Back. Really? Wow. So the listeners tied Force Gump with Star Wars. And we, are you ready? Ready? Yeah. For what we always gave <laughs> it. Yes, so entertainment, we decided an average of 87. Okay. okay. Education, okay. an average of 88.3. And influence an average of ninety three point three, with our overall score like, eighty nine point five.
1: How is that? Throne Star Wars. Suck you it, Andy. it, Andy. Suck it. <laughs> I want to change. How is that
2: possible? <laughs> did you do your math correctly? Yeah, Kim?
1: you can check my math you know later. Andy, I'll, I'll check. You it. did
2: it. You know why, Andy? Why? It was because of me. Because I usually tank my scores either mm. in influence. Or an entertainment. Well,
0: honestly, this movie just... It's the perfect movie when it covers... It covers all three categories. Not a lot of movies do that. It's always two out of three, you know? So this one actually was decent in all three categories. Like, yeah, maybe weakest in education according to Andy... I would change
1: my... What am I going to change? Um, <laughs> You're going to bring it down? Too get, late. Uh, Too late. It's already done. It's already it's it's calculated. Seven it. uh, you can't no, do it. Uh, changing. Was it? I think I need like a point two percentage 0. change. 0.2 in... So a 93% for influence. Oh, my. And a 74% <laughs> for <energy> or education. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good.
0: No, man, this is.
1: we have to double check. Are your you math not excited
0: killer. that we finally dethroned no, I Wars? do not think
1: this movie should be at the tippy top of the list. It's I the tippy top. Our new it. word. No. Okay, so we, we've, we've left
0: behind our old word, and now the new word is pinnacle. Oh, you okay? mean the- This movie is the pinnacle of movies. Just like um, The Dark Knight was the pinnacle of uh, superhero movies. Oh, no. We used the Q word on the last one. We did. Yeah. What, what is this? This is a quintessential American movie. Yeah. Hey! True. Ding! Yeah. We got it's it. It's a quintessential American <laughs> so in, movie. I will, I will say this then. If you want to say Star Wars is better, which of course I think it is. If we're going world, worldwide, Star Wars beats Forrest Gump. If you're going just in America, I think Forrest Gump might actually have... Might be a contender, just mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. he says. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the quintessential American movie.